Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Hi, guys. Hi. This is Goop Yourself, the podcast where we talk about everything goop. I'm Brian Rucker. I'm Agnes Hewitt. I'm um, sipping on my, my bones this morning. Are you bone broth? No, um, collagen peptides. Uh, um, how is it? Is it mixed in your coffee? No, I just mix it in water usually. Cause like I, coffee, I need to have right when I get out of bed mm-hmm. and mixing that with the collagen peptides is like too much to bear at whenever I wake up. So I usually, usually wait till after breakfast or something and have like Pretend it's like a little milkshake. Yeah, totally. I have to say, between that and the collagen supplements I'm taking, I really, I mean, it might be a placebo effect, but I really think it's making me way, like my recovery time after I exercise is like way different. I'm not really sore ever. uh, Or if I am like by the next day, I'm totally fine. It's really a game changer, I think. Um, what you take a pill and the drink. Yeah. I take collagen supplements and then I try to do the drink every day. That seems like a lot. It's what, um, one of the guys I follow on Twitter (laughs) tells me to do. What are you, is it, um, primal kitchen or whatever it's called? He's like a, it's the the hood. Oh, the, 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 um, the brand is vital collagen. I think it's called it's the one you get at Costco. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, well, good for you. I'm drinking my 169, uh, big gulp of cold brew. That's been my new 
daily habit because I live across the street from a 7-Eleven and I discovered that they sell cold brew and like nitro fucking cold brew that you can get. You can fill up a fucking big gulp of it. It costs a dollar and 69 cents. And I, I get one and it lasts me for two days and it is like taken over my life. Like going to 7-Eleven, I call it the restaurant or the store. I will be like, do you want anything from the corner store? Do you want anything from the, the restaurant? (laughs) (laughs) Every time I go. I fill up a fucking big gulp of this shit and I just, I cannot believe it. And my, the thing that I'm kicking myself about is that the last time I bought cold brew before my discovery, I bought a really expensive brand, like a very expensive growler of cold brew from Whole Foods. I think it was that when I was getting ready for my full on myself made full on, which this week I'm starting my pro on. And I do have something that I want to say about that as well, but anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like, I had this growler and I was like, there's, I should keep this. I don't, I'll put something in it. I don't know what, but I should really keep it after I finish the growler. And I was like, this is just taking up space. I'm never going to put anything in here what is going to go in this cold, empty, cold brew growler where it's like, I don't live in like a small town where I can like bring this down to the whole foods and they'll fill it up with more iced coffee for going to make me buy a brand new one every time I buy this brand, which is actually stupid and not really the point of it, but whatever. Wait, does whole foods not even give you a, like a discount if you bring back the growler? It wasn't like a whole foods brand that I filled up. It was like in the refrigerated section. Oh, I see. It was like pre-made. So it was like the, whatever the brand is, like, that's how they sell it. So I was like, whatever, I'm just going to get rid of this. I'm going to recycle it. I did recycle it, even though I am, you know, as you know, but it's so, it was glass. And, and I think you were like, I think the glass is something. And plus it was like so big. I was like, I might as well just like recycle this. It just felt sad. I was like, this is something that has like a whole life ahead of it, but I just, I don't have anything to do with it. Truly like the next day or like that week I went to seven 11 and had my like seven 11, um, awakening where I discovered that I could get these cold brews from there. And I was like, I can't believe I got rid of that fucking growler because what I would like to do is get a funnel, get open my growler and dump my big gulp of cold brew in there and keep it in there. Oh, yeah, that would be beautiful. Well, then no one would know that I wouldn't have to be like sucking it out of a big bulb thing all the time. But that's part of the charm. Well, it's kind of part of the novelty, but you know, I also like to, you know, I like to keep it classy around yeah. here. And I really am getting um, a lot of big gulp uh, cups stacking up which would happen either way but also it's like I'm you know every time I'm on a zoom or something I'm just like sucking out of a big gulp and I'm just like is this like my is this the 
my like you know my brand is your calling like, card received by people i'm not sure you could couldn't you bring the build the big gulp cup back to 7-eleven and just refill it i doubt it especially during covid i mean that just seems really unhygienic i wouldn't want other people bringing their old big gulp okay. cups back what do you think 7-eleven would do if you had like a beautiful glass growler and you just they would like freak out like how are they supposed to charge me for yeah. that it's 7-eleven like they don't care the, they, la- they <laughs> the lady in front of me at whole foods last week um thought she was being real cute and like got stuff from the bulk bins in these like beautiful like mason jars so she didn't have to use like plastic or whatever and the, then it's gonna cost so much more the money girl who <laughs> checked her out was so pissed off because she's like yeah exactly she's like how do i fucking charge you for this i don't know what the glass weighs blah 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 yeah, yeah and i think she just like, paid for the extra weight yeah i mean i guess that's what you have to do it's like people are taking the zero waste thing too far also it's like she should have known that goop had a full article about this years ago when they sell these bags that you bring that's Remember true they have like special bags and they had recommendations for places um that specialize in that type of thing so you can go to your like zero waste grocery store i will say that like all of this like zero waste stuff which is a scam by the way but it doesn't matter but you know you are not going to do anything to solve the climate crisis like you need like exxon mobile to do something to solve like it's not us it's not our fucking grocery bags that's the problem but whatever that's why whatever i like hate all of this stuff but I get it, you know, it feels better and it makes you feel like you're contributing and whatever. And I get it. And we've all been there. But like, I think that this stuff is like so unhygienic, like these, the reusable bags, just like the normal, like bag you bring to the grocery store are like so disgusting and like covered in germs they're like always like at the grocery store in your cabinet in your car they go back and forth like mm-hmm. it's gross that that's why like they made it that you couldn't bring those during like the peak of covid i and, um, i need to get d- new like tote bags because mine yeah i've had most of mine for like a decade or more and they're just encrusted in shit and i the poor i try to like bag my own groceries as much as i can when i go grocery shopping but sometimes you don't do that and i do feel bad for the people who have to touch my disgusting tote bags i mean i just and all for what for i mean i think i'm not as cynical as you i do like i totally agree with you that like the majority of change that needs to be made has to happen at the like macro level, like the corporate level or the government level. But I do feel like, I don't know, there is very small changes you can make that it might, it might not make a difference in the long run, but it's like, I don't know, it's better than doing nothing better than feeling completely helpless. Yeah. I think it's like for your feelings. Yeah, probably. Um, but, but that said, that's your feelings are valid you know (laughs) so it's fine yeah it is weird like depending on where you go uh i'm always surprised actually at how many people don't at to this in this day and age like don't bring their own grocery bags to the store 
Well, you're judgmental about it though. I'm yeah, I am. No, you're right. I'm judgmental about it. I am because it's like, come on, what are we doing here? Like it. Yeah. Maybe it's just, maybe it's just to make me feel better. And maybe it's just to cast judgment on other people. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, I've I've been I've been carrying my own tote bag. I mean, as you can see, like with my disgusting tote bags, I've been carrying these things for for years. And uh, at least it's better in L.A. because most of the times you'll get like paper bags in New York. And maybe the, it has changed recently, but like they were still using just those single use plastic bags for everything. Well, it's like the paper bags break. And if you're like carrying it, it's kind of high risk. Yeah, yeah. Um. So I get it, but whatever. I just, uh, I don't know. I really don't know. <laughs> I, it doesn't matter to me. I'm not going back to the store anytime soon. I'm doing pro one next week. Oh, that's I, right. My thing is this Monday morning, I woke up and I was like, I want to do pro one this week. I want to do it now. I can't fucking wait, but I was like, don't do it don't do it because I, I did. I, so like I do my little faux on pro on, on the first day, the first like five days of the like work week of every month. So like Monday through Friday, like the first Monday through Friday of every month. And this will be my fourth go of it. And as everyone knows, I fucking love it. But basically the way it works is like, you do some sort of fake prolon or philon or whatever. And then the next week you're like riding high, like your appetite is gone. You're like our queen and like a baby and you like eat like one salad a day and you're like, I'm fine. And you're like, and it's also really good. I think for you, like psychologically to have like a good handle on like consumption and like how much you consume and how much versus how much you need to consume. Like how much do you actually need versus how much you think you need or been conditioned to believe you need. I love, I've been loving doing this. I think it's like, I think everybody should do it at least a couple of times a year, just as like a reset. And like, to like, just think about like, why you believe that you need the amount of stuff that you think you need, even if it's not food, even if it's like other stuff, you know, Mm -hmm. but then you start like creeping up and like your appetite starts coming back, but it's still not like, I'm not like binging, but it's just like, after I do pro one, it's like, I feel like I'm eating like still like really low calories for a long time after that. And then I'll go up to like eating like normal, like two or three meals a day, which is like only in that last week before I go back to doing pro one. And then the cycle continues, but that Last week, I'm like, oh, I should really do another one. But I, I tell myself like, okay, wait, because if you get too restrictive, like if you do it too much or too close together, I think it's going to be really hard. Yeah. Even if I feel ready, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I do like to be conscious of my uh, 
serving sizes of my meals. I think it really, I mean, it helps honestly, mostly just to um, cook your own food and like make yourself a plate, bring your plate over to the table or the couch or wherever you're eating and then eat it and then don't eat more. But like, it's so crazy how, and we'll get into this later, but like when we had goop rotisserie the other night, yeah, I, I was so entranced by that meal and it was so flavorful and wonderful that I was like, oh, I made a gigantic plate. I had seconds. Yeah. I'm like, I'm a pretty good cook. And I feel like I cake like cook tasty food, but I never have that desire when I'm at home eating my own cooking. Well, that was like a feast. And also there was like, I mean, it was like totally like consumer driven. Like we were like, oh, we're eating this like brand of mm-hmm. food, which is goop. And also like I had seconds too. It was so good. Yeah. And I think so. And then I ate more of it yesterday too. Oh, and I, I think too, the yeah. thing about it that was so good was that fucking, I think that green goddess sauce was the thing that. Oh, the salsa verde. The salsa verde. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, good. It, yeah, we'll go through every little thing. Um, but it was a truly, truly special meal. And I yeah. hope everyone gets to taste it they at least once in their them. life. Our account must be on some list because it's like we tag them and like we never ever get on. They never like repost. They our- repost everything. But I think because I think our I mean, our handle is goop yourself. So I think they I mean, and they know who they know who we are. I think that there's like a list where they're like, don't do these people. Yeah. At least they haven't banned us or blocked us. They haven't blocked us. Uh, What else? Not much in the news. Oh, I do want (laughs) to go over the whole Gunter. Oh, my God. uh, Menopause manifesto controversy. That really was annoying. Okay. You follow, obviously, you are more obsessed with Jen than anybody else in the world. But (laughs) I also, I mean, like, I was so disgusted. (laughs) It was, I mean, it was so great. Like, all these people are disgusting. So I guess all of our listeners probably know that Jen Gunter came out with a book called The Menopause Manifesto. It was, according to her, it was like a New York Times bestseller, I guess. I don't know. People I mean, I seem... guess there's a way to fact check that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. But like, okay, so what happened last week was a bunch of UK-based, I guess, gynecologist doctors or whatever created this nonprofit company, which the mission statement, everything is so vague until you sort of look a little bit further into it. But it was it was called the Menopause Manifesto. UK. It was like a like a nonprofit company, and they were asking people to send their stories about menopause and how the healthcare industry wasn't supporting them. And they were saying how like they couldn't get like the HRT that they needed from the NHS, which is yeah. like all English stuff. Well, not HRT, but the NHS is so. Like, yeah, there are thought to be around 26 million peri and postmenopausal women in the UK. And for millennia, menopause has been off the map. Now, thanks to tireless campaigning, it's the biggest women's health issue of the moment. Yet menopause provision in the UK remains shockingly poor. To me, this seems, I don't really get what their like actual goals are. 
They said that they're not getting the HR. They they, said that women can't get the the treatment that they need. The treatment. Okay. And so when you look a little further into this organization, they say, like, they say, who are we? And since, since this whole brouhaha, they've changed the name from menopause manifesto to menopause mandate. Yeah. So it says menopause mandate is a a group of motivated women from all walks of life, blah, 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 who share a common interest in perimenopause. And then it says, we are real women, campaigners, politicians, menopause experts, celebrities, and journalists. So Jen, of course, gets mad that these people, she claims, stole the name of her book to, to gain publicity for their company. And they go back and forth on Twitter. Jen is like freaking out, demands an apology, demands they change their name. Um, the, the, the people that run this organization are like a little snotty, but they're just being like, Hey, can't we just, you know, work together to champion this cause that we both believe in? Like, why does it have to be a contest? And Jen's like, I'm going to talk to my publisher and make that, make, make sure that you change your name. And they're like, well, actually like you can't like copyright a title like that because manifesto is just like a very common word. Yeah, I think one of the best things was when they were like, look, manifest there's something manifesto is like not a very like creative title like it's not a surprise that more than one group came up with it and like we didn't like they're just like this just we just like happened and came up come up with the same name as you like we didn't like they're not trying to pretend that they wrote the book the the menopause manifesto no sell it and they're also not trying to pretend that jen gunter is part of this organization and it has nothing to do with gender. Like it's very specific about like English healthcare. Like it's yeah. not about like any like Jen's like Canadian or American or whatever she is like fucking issue with. And I, and like, they have an actual reason. Like they have something that they're talking about specifically. Like, I don't even know what Jen Gunter's point is. Like, what is her manifesto? I mean, uh, I, guess I mean, I, I guess we have to read the book, but I mean, isn't, it seems like Jen Gunther's whole thing is just like publishing like very well-established like medical research, but acting like put upon that everybody doesn't know it, even though everybody does, every like medical doctor does use it. But like just that other, um, just like because she hates like, you know, alternative health so much. Yeah, but well, yeah. But I could be I, wrong. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't seem like she's breaking any new ground. No. Um, but the whole this whole argument was based on Jen Gunter's whatever her idea of her intellectual property was. And she missed I mean, and there was like this huge glaring reason to actually go over go after these women, which she just was distracted from because she's so uh, narcissistic about her own her own work is the fact that these women are like straight up turfs. They are. Yeah. So. You look so the the little clue that I got when I read their manifesto is they said we are a group of real women. Okay. And that is like ding ding ding. Okay. And then apparently this one of uh Dr. Northup or whatever, one of the main ringleaders of this group is like a notorious turf. I don't know about all of the women that are on this board, but I know that like this is like a big movement. And if you guys I'm sure everyone Wait, knows who's like, Dr. Northup is one of the um she's not on the page there's no is it north up maybe oh frost up sorry frost up not north up 
Mariella Frost. Yeah. Oh, she's not a doctor. She's like um, she's, she's like a, a conservative columnist. columnist. Yeah. And uh, so their their whole and they they don't really say it on their website in um in those terms, but they their whole thing is they feel like women their definition of women are not getting the hormone replacement therapy that they need for menopause because doctors are giving it to trans women who are transitioning. Oh, see, I didn't see that. I just saw the. You had to go a little doesn't deep. Say that like on the way. It doesn't. Say no, no, no. It's all on. it's all implied. And then you had to go. I had to go in Twitter and like people, like British people who know more than I do about these people were. Um, cause it's like Carolyn Harris MP. She's like a Tory MP. She's like a conservative woman. There's Mariella Frost up. Who's a, who's like a conservative yeah. newspaper columnist. Carolyn Harris is the one on here who really looks like that. Yeah. yeah. She has like a pur- purple hair, purple hair glasses. Really shorts. but the rest of them look like normal. So you wouldn't yeah. really know. <laughs> um, but oh yeah, and so turf. I mean, people probably know turf is trans exclusionary radical feminists, and it's uh, yeah, pe- uh, uh, people that don't consider trans women women, which is awful. And Jen, of course, could have gone after them about that, but, but she, I don't know what she even thinks about. I mean, she never talks about. Like, well, it's interesting. I bit the bullet and listened to five full minutes of Jen Gunter on the um what's that woman's podcast she's married to the soccer player um I don't know fuck what what was it I was telling you about it oh Uh, Glennon Doyle Glennon Doyle yeah she was on it's so funny how like you're always like defining you're always like she you knows she's married to a soccer player. That's what I know her from because um celebrity book club like Abby Wambach is the soccer player and she they like read her memoir. So that's how I know about this oh, Glennon okay. Doyle person, anyways, through the soccer player's memoir. I see. Anyway, so Jen Gunter was on Glennon Doyle's podcast, and Glennon uh made sure that like when they're talking about menopause, like they're they're trying to like include all women. And obviously, like, if you, um, you know, if you weren't born with ovaries, then you probably won't um, experience symptoms of menopause, except you could exp- uh, experience similar symptoms if you're on, um, you know, hormone replacement therapy. So it's like sort of more of a blurry line than you would actually Wait, think. Wait, you do? That's what Glennon Doyle was saying. Yeah. Why? Um, I guess if you're on, if you're on estrogen for so long, I guess you could, I don't know. But what does it have to, because isn't menopause is like when you're like running out of it. Yeah, it's not, it's not, I guess it's not actually menopause, obviously, but it's like, I don't, I don't know. The but like if you're taking it, why would you start running out of it? I don't know. They were just trying to be as inclusive yeah. as possible. I mean, I would think trans men would have a. Yeah, I think certain, yeah, trans men, sure, depending on what hormone regimen they're on could definitely experience symptoms of menopause. I don't know. You got to listen to that podcast. But Jen Gunter was just saying, yeah, there's not enough research on trans women and trans men and their experience with menopause. I mean, trans men, there's, I mean, trans men would probably have pretty similar, like, to tra- as tra- as cis women. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's but depend- trans women on- are like taking 
like, I just don't understand how that would even happen, but whatever, I guess I have to listen to the podcast. Yeah. I listened to five minutes and that was enough. Cause, um, I couldn't handle Glennon Doyle's just effusive love for Jen Gunter and Jen Gunter lapping it all up and saying I, she was like a hero. I hate that whole world. So I don't think I could, I really can't stand, like I try with like self-help stuff, but it's just like, it's just not for me. I would think Glennon, I mean, I don't know much about her, but I would think that she would want to get in good with Gwyneth and the Goop Girls. And she's like really taking a stand against them with having Gunter on her podcast. I mean, that's like a huge, that's huge for Gunter. I mean, to get on Glennon Doyle's podcast. Yeah, that's like a big podcast, right? Oh yeah. And she's like a big, like, yeah. Wow. I mean, hey, good for her. Yeah. Anyway, that was the, that was the brouhaha this week. I don't know if I explained it very well, but. It was fun while it lasted. It was fun while it lasted. I like that you're like low-key just saying like, and like Jen Gunter is a turf. <laughs> no, I get, well, uh, no, I don't think she's a turf. I just don't think she's not really interested or like, I don't think she, no, I don't think she's a turf. I think she probably, she told, you know, she toes the like liberal line on inclusivity, mm-hmm. but I don't think she has any sort of she's too blinded by her own self-importance to yeah. like even look into it i see and i'm sh- i mean she probably doesn't have like many like trans friends or anything to like i don't know <laughs> who knows i don't know her life <laughs> sorry <laughs> i'm just projecting um, uh what i think her life is like in whatever mill valley or wherever she lives oh her son got sick this is actually really awful because her son is immunocompromised and he got covid so pray for i it. probably got covid last night i'm freaking out i like went to a concert and it was probably a bad idea oh yeah i mean everyone's getting really COVID. in there my my friend who i play tennis with just got covid from going to his um high school reunion or college reunion yeah i feel like it was really stupid brian's been going to con- brian went to one like another concert last week and then we went to this one this week and we were supposed to go to another one, but it got canceled because someone got COVID. Oh shit. You guys are like concert goers now. Well, Brian, I only went to this one and then I only go much like Marvel movies. I only go when Brian buys me a ticket. I'm not mm-hmm. like, I've never been a big concert goer person unless I'm like going to get like some sort of special treatment. Like <laughs> unless I'm like on either like on a guest list or like my friends on a guest list and like we can go and feel cool. I, which doesn't happen to me anymore because I'm too old. <laughs> I don't go. So that just means I don't go. But Brian is like a music, you know, lover. Yeah. 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 <laughs> more than me. So like we went, I, in my, in my twenties, I went to concerts constantly. Um, but yeah, not anymore. John, John and I also have like very different taste in music. So there's not that, it's not often that like we find a per- person that both of us really want to see. Yeah. Like, I think he still hasn't forgiven me for dragging him to the Lana Del Rey concert at the Hollywood Bowl a couple years ago. Mm. But yeah, I remember that the last con. Well, it doesn't matter. Oh, you know, before this, the last concert we went to was the monkeys. That was actually really fun. Oh, that's fun. It was like right before that guy died. Mm. R.I.P. Um, what? R.I.P. The guy from the monkeys. Yeah, he was like, oh yeah, R.I.P. Uh, I want to give a special shout out to our brand new Patreons this week. Yeah. 
we have Doug and Rebecca who just joined up. Um, you'll be enjoying, I think we have like 58 or 59 episodes so much back onto Patreon. So you'll enjoy all those. So many. And is this a Patreon episode? No, this is a free one. Oh, wow. (laughs) So, but yeah, anyone who wants to join, we have a lot of content waiting for you guys. It's only, you know, a little easy $5 a month. And, um, every other week we have a fun extra special extra wild conversation on patreon Two. they're really long usually and they're really yeah. deranged so. too wild for the the general public i mean they're not they're pretty much the no same. they're pretty much the same uh any other news before we move on to the um well i don't know when do you want to talk about the chicken well that's i mean clearly that's my best of the week the best experience mm-hmm. i had this week the best experience the best food i've had in years i want to say one thing really fast about the prolon does if, oh, yeah. if if you're doing prolon this week or if you're doing another like folon just like let me know like let's talk about it i'm gonna be keep i'll be updating you throughout the whatever journey <laughs> <laughs> um i guess on instagram starts on monday I'm going to start it on Monday. Yeah. We've had a little Instagram renaissance this past week and I want it to keep going. You have been posting these pictures of liver and eggs a lot. <laughs> I, so, okay. Like during my normal weekday work schedule, I'm working from home and I'll, um, you know, like during when I'm having lunch, I'll just like maniacally check Twitter and it's like, all of these fucking raw meat and carnivore people are posting their lunches while I'm having my lunch. Yeah. And so I've just wanted to share their insanity with everyone. Yesterday when I was eating lunch, I was watching for research purposes only that I can't get into and probably shouldn't even bring up, but I'll just say I was watching the Alec Baldwin and uh, James Toback documentary. Oh, that's a good one. Which is um, amazing. Like, uh like historical document at this point because it's like every single person in it has been like me too and is like completely gone yeah <laughs> but except for like then the Nev like Campbell except for Nev Campbell and like Ryan Gosling which they like put which they like muscled into yeah. sitting on a couch and talking to them for 10 minutes and like um, it's even worse than I remembered. It's them at Cannes trying to like raise money because you may remember their project that they're trying to get off the ground is um, a remake of the Marlon Brando movie, Last Tango in Paris, which also came to light during the Me Too era because there was an actual sexual assault filmed um, or like a rape scene that was um, not the woman, the actress wasn't actually raped, thank God, but she was, it, they sprung it on her without telling her that they were going to do it. Yeah. So it's like a, I've never actually seen the movie. It's like a famous scene where I guess Marlon Brando and Maria Schneider are having this like debauched sexual, sexual relationship. And there's a moment where he like puts a stick of butter in her vagina, I think. Oh, I thought he like used it as lube and then like raped her in the butt. Oh, probably. Yeah. I know it has to do with butter. It has to do with butter. Whatever. Who cares? The movie is disgusting. Like there is. And while I was eating lunch, 
they showed a clip that they loved from the movie that was just Marlon Brando saying the most grotesque things I've ever heard in my life about like, I'm not going to repeat them on this podcast. This podcast is too good for it, but it was, and it nauseated me as I was like eating my goop chicken. And I was just like, you're ruining my chicken. It was, it was the seventies. It was horrible. I know uh, Karina Longworth's new season of you must remember this is about erotic thrillers but i think in either the first or the second episode she definitely talks about last tango in paris i must say like and then the remake that they want to do is set in iraq and it's alec baldwin and nev campbell and alec baldwin is like a right-wing war hawk and nev campbell is a liberal journalist and then they have sex that's what the movie was gonna so be it's about. like last tango in baghdad exactly i if i was a billionaire billionaire if i was elon musk i would give alec baldwin and james toback 500 million dollars to make this movie they were also trying to get like 80 million dollars for it which i mean it's so it's so crazy like just the way that sort of the the movie industry has changed in the past several years but then it was also already it was already crazy like they were like it was already it was only like 2013 yeah it was not it not feels like ago. a really long time ago but it wasn't um but yeah what's the name of that documentary it's called seduced and abandoned seduced and it's it's a really great yeah great document of um of horrible narcissistic men yeah and it's just I mean like it just it never stops they like go to Brent Ratner like it opens with a quote from Woody Allen it's just like it's is this, Kev- like, Kevin Spacey's in it too isn't he or like I don't think Kevin no Spacey maybe I'm just imagining that um they just get like I don't know it's really sad every every interview it's just it's very pathetic it's yeah. just sad uh, Je- Jessica think- Chastain has like a cameo, right? Jessica Chastain and Ryan Gosling are like their two big, like big celebrities. Oh, they want thought, to get them, yeah. Which like they definitely were doing some sort of like press junket or whatever at Cannes, and they like got them to like come and sit down in their hotel room for like ten minutes and talk. And they got a lot of interviews with like actors and directors, and like a lot of and. uh I think what they did was they would like say like, we just want to interview you for our documentary. And then the person would sit down in the documentary and they would either say like, they, and they would pitch them the movie, like mm-hmm. as a, in the, like when they said they were interviewing some, which is just a bad idea. And then the ask was like, either would you like to have sex with Alec Baldwin in a hotel in a movie or would you like to give us $50 million to make a movie about me having sex in Baghdad? Like that, those were the two things that they would ask people. And every single person was like appalled and says, it's just, and they're like, why can't we make our art? It's just, it's really, it's really good. Yeah. Um, but that Marlon Brando thing about this, making this woman eat like pig vomit or something. It is really just like not a night. It was just like the timing. It was like the second I sat down with my like leftover goop rotisserie and I'm hearing Marlon Brando say that stuff. So I'm just saying, I, I empathize with you about like having to look at those pictures of 
Oh, I feel that's like what this is all thing. coming back to. I'd lost yeah, yeah, the thread. That's, yeah, that's where it was coming from. I, I just, it, I, I feel it. like it's, it's the same energy to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seriously. Ugh. Exhibition. That's what they should do a remake of with um a, a manly carnivore and then like a pathetic liberal vegan woman who's forced that to- I would watch. I would love like Last Tango at Air One or something. Yeah, last- <laughs> like it's um like a carnivore and then some sort of like vegan girl and they like get into a fight, but then they have like this like sexual tension. Do that. That sounds great. I think so. Uh, okay. So should we just talk about our bests? I guess so. What's, yeah. I mean, I don't What's your, know. Are both of our bests our, our wonderful meal we had? No, my, my wonderful meal wasn't even on my list. Oh, okay. I thought we were going to talk about it before. So I'll just, I'll just say mine real quick. Yeah. One, there was a great TikTok this week um, with Jean Godfrey June using a, goop vibrator as a neck massager during a oh, meeting boy. which was funny and i it's rare that we see jean on tiktok yeah i also liked the shortlist did you get your monthly shortlist this week oh i might have but i don't know that i looked at it Let well me see. last week you said um that you or not last week but like last month or whatever like the last time these came out you said that you didn't like that that you thought it was like we all got the same thing but I really well I mean I'm obviously like browsing this stuff a lot but like everything on it was stuff that I not only looked at but actually wanted and they've introduced me to a new product that I didn't know existed that I'm definitely going to buy that is my thing I would buy Mm. which is they have this candle smells like my vagina um air fresheners what really 20 bucks and i want to put one like in my car kind of i do too oh i'm definitely gonna get one um it's a ceramic scented with exquisite blend of blah 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 geranium and whatever and yeah, you can like put it, I mean, I guess it looks, it, the ceramic, I guess it's supposed to go in your closet, but I think you can put it in your car too. That's what I'm going to do. So I think I'm going to get one. It's 20 bucks. It's so cute. And like, I had no idea that this even existed. I mean, I would think this would be like a major rollout, like a small version of their like scent lines to go in your yeah. car. I did. This did not show up on my short list again is I'm looking at it now. It's not good. It's because you're not spending enough time on the yeah on the website. You have to like go shopping on Goop, even if you don't buy anything. No, I they'll to. know you. They'll know your you know wants and desires. So I'm getting, I mean, blush sticks. I'm getting compacts. I'm getting, I mean, it's I, I guess it's hard to make a short list for a man because it's like all these clothes that I'm not going to wear. Probably you're probably looking at that stuff when I talk about it and you're like, what is that? Yeah. And then you look, because I have that. And I also have my hammock, which I do want a hammock. So, bad, but I, I guess it's not going to happen. Yeah. I think but I, my short list is just everything that you talk about. Cause it's like the goop, the detox cereal blend, the prolon is on there. Yeah. I've got to get, wait, they're still selling prolon on goop. Yeah. That's big of them. 
that's uh oh and it's down to 189 yeah it's that's a good deal but i'm telling you if you're gonna do pro one go on reddit and look for coupon Mm. codes like they're better you can get it for 150 okay Uh, all right. Well, my best, of course, is the goop rotisserie meal we yeah. had at your house Wednesday yeah. night. I ordered off of the Goop Kitchen website, got double points. I'm up to like 4,700 points now. I know. This morning, it occurred to me to be jealous of you for how many points you got. Oh, I got so many points from ordering that. Because if you get 20,000 points, you get on their Onyx Black, you get like an Onyx Black card, and then you get invited to like panels and like you get actual input into what goes on the Goop Kitchen menu. How many do you have? I have 4,700. So I'm a quarter of the way there almost. Pretty good. Uh, So yeah, I picked it up at the little ghost kitchen. It's like a DoorDash kitchen on Lancashire in North Hollywood. Of course, I vowed never to return to, but you had an okay experience. I had an okay experience. Yeah, they had a few uh, parking spaces open for like DoorDash delivery people that so I could park right there. The food was ready. Um, The people were nice. Uh, It came in the the chicken and all the sides came in, you know, sort of a beautiful rectangular, almost like a pizza box looking thing. And then the cauliflower and the salad came in your traditional Goop Kitchen bag. Yeah, they have like special packaging at Goop Kitchen for the chicken, which like, it looks like a present. Like it looks like something you get from a department store. Like it's a big, it's like a Nordstrom's box or something. Mm. Like it, it's not like a pizza box. It's not like that thick, like rough cardboard. It's like glossy and thin and, um, you open it up and it's this like massive presentation of these like beautiful pieces of chicken (laughs) and everything like with all of the goop stuff everything has its own like special compartment Mm -hmm. and its own special little case in the packaging that it fits into it's like so neat and so gorgeous and like that's my favorite that's obviously the best part of ordering from goop it food it's just that like everything is so clean and like nice. Yeah. Everything just like Radiohead once said everything in its right place. That's right. And so, yeah, you open the box. So you got a whole chicken, but it's, it's cut up into pieces already. So you don't have to like do any cutting yourself. And then it comes with two sides. Um, we ordered, we ordered some carbs guys, trigger warning. Yeah. Uh, we ordered the gluten-free mac and cheese with the grass-fed hooks cheddar And then we ordered the um, fingerling potatoes. Yeah. So I wanted the fingerling potatoes. I I wanted the mac and cheese. And I don't, I traditionally am not a mac and cheese person, but I will say I thought that the mac and cheese was better than the potatoes. They were, they were both really good. I mean, the potatoes were like potatoes. They were, they were crispy. They were, I would almost say they were too crispy. They were a little overdone perhaps. I thought they were too crispy, but they were really good with the sauce. Yeah. That okay, yeah, and so yeah, the mac and cheese was great. Like the really, you know, that sharp cheddar. Um, the pasta was gluten free pasta, but it tasted really good. It was really creamy. It didn't. It didn't taste like diet food or health food at all. It was like really. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't. I'm sure I mean, it wasn't. Yeah. Yeah, none I of mean, these things that, were probably. That salsa verde is definitely just like mayonnaise, basically, with like herbs in it. It's like not low calorie for sure. No, the mac and cheese like gluten-free pasta, but it's 
just cheese like the cheese is still cheese like the potato like everything is definitely cooked with like a lot of oil probably you know gcc oil wait do you think it's seed do you think that they use seed oils in the mayonnaise well i don't know what goop certified clean means isn't everything there goop certified clean yeah but i don't know if goop certified clean means it could have like you know, I don't sunflower know. oil or whatever. Or I don't know. Oil. We'll have to look into that. Yeah, but we'll have to do some general, research. I assume that every single restaurant, even like chic or like healthy seeming restaurants use seed oils, like use like canola oil for cooking. Probably. Ugh. They are interested in the product. And especially because like Goop, the reason that I've always been a little bit paranoid about Goop Kitchen is because unlike a lot of these other places that pride themselves on being healthy and whatever they do not list any nutritional information no and i am fairly certain that like okay that fucking winter chopped salad that they still have that they now just call the chopped salad which i also got this week before we had the chicken there's that's like definitely like really caloric like there those crispy things in it mm-hmm. are like whatever is going on with those the dressing is like pure sugar there's like a pile of cheddar cheese on it like that's not a healthy salad it's really good and it's like I'm sure all the ingredients are like clean or like clean-ish whatever that means but they're not like if you're worried about calories I I just I don't know I'm still on yeah. the no it's too, it's it. too tasty and too rich tasting to be low oh, calorie right. they will have to i mean if they keep expanding because isn't there a law like if you have more than like 10 locations or something you have to list your calories well they're a long way off from they're that they're pretty they slow are, yeah that's not something that they're gonna have to worry about they have two um now. so the chicken the chicken automatically comes with their uh i I Y K Y K hot sauce. If you know, you know. If you know, I had to. I'm so embarrassed. I had to look what up that what that meant. I get it. If you know, you know. And then we also got we got extra of that because I just ordered extra. And because got, I was like, get all the sauces. Yeah. Well, I mean, brilliant plan because these sauces. I would next time I would just like order a bunch of these sauces and then make my own chicken. Because the sauces like the the hot sauce is like, it's not, it's like a creamy, it's like red and creamy. It's also probably mayonnaise based. It's yeah. pretty spicy. And then, so you have that red one and then you have the green, uh, salsa verde, which also is like mayonnaise based and creamy. They're both it's so good. Was the best. And to me that tasted like true rich people food. That's mm-hmm. salsa verde. Yeah. Like I was like, this is what rich people have when they I was like, this is it. This is, you've crossed the threshold and like, we're, we're good. We're good. Cause it's all, it's, it's sort of, I think what they're trying to do is based on like, if you order like Peruvian fried chicken, it usually, or Peruvian roasted chicken, it comes with that green sauce. I think yeah. this is that sort of their version of that. I see. Um, but yeah, definitely order that sauce. Yeah, the chicken, sauce. the chicken itself was good, but I, cause they claimed that they had the like bird alert or something <laughs> rub but it was a little under the chicken itself. I thought was a little under seasoned. Well, I wouldn't know because I have I never eat chicken skin no matter what. So oh. it doesn't matter. But I thought that like, and I also only eat white meat chicken, but I thought that the 
which obviously can like lead to the chicken being like dry and bland. Yeah. Wait, why I do you only eat white meat chicken? I think dark meat is disgusting. Oh, interesting. Um, but um, it was like super like juicy and delicious and like good. So I thought that like from my perspective, if you're a person who takes the skin off and eats chicken breast, you will like it. Yeah, yeah. No, the chicken breast, it was not overdone. It was not dry. No, it's true. And it was bone in. So it was like a little, it was, it was juicy. Bone in, for yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. Um, okay. So aside from those sides and the chicken, we also splurged on the famous whole roasted cauliflower. That was good. I would probably not get it again. I see. I enjoyed that probably more than the chicken. It was like, it was good. I mean, it's this beautifully, again, it's also like $28, which is like insane for a cauliflower. Yeah. But, um, it's stuffed with a kale pistu. Um, which is like kale and garlic and stuff. And then it's served on a bed of uh, spiced and marinated chickpeas. Chickpeas chickpeas to me are kind of a fear food, I must say, which oh, is like a disordered issue that I have. But like, especially when chickpeas are cooked in like a lot of olive oil, I just think mm. because I had like a huge weight gain when I tried to go vegan. Oh yeah. And like chickpeas are like the number one food that people pretend is healthy, but is like so so it's like you literally could eat like a steak and have less calories than you would get if you have like a big vat of like oily, saucy <laughs> chickpeas and some kind of like rice or whatever. Mm, so good though. Yeah, it's good. But it's like, do I need it? No. So I have, you know, they were good, but it's like, I'm not going to order a bunch of chickpeas. I'll just get the chicken breast and the sauce yeah yeah yeah. call it a day um but i would probably get that mac and cheese again over the potatoes over the potatoes yeah yeah and there were other sides that like there was a broccolini there's a lot of like veggie sides that seemed pretty similar to the things you would get at regular goop chicken so we didn't try all yeah although i did kind of i think if i were gonna do it again i'd probably get the mac and cheese and the beets oh the beets looked good I know it's the same beets. It looks like the same beets that they give you in the salad, which, but those are really good. And it looks like it's on a bed of like burrata or labna or something like that in the picture. Oh, it says it's a non-dairy roasted garlic sauce. Okay. Like I want that. That sounds really good. Yeah. There was a lot. I mean, they had, um, so the goopy mac and cheese, the roasted mushrooms. I don't know if I want to spend $12 for mushrooms, but they're probably really good. They're probably good. Smash fingerling potatoes, broccolini, Roasted beets, maple roasted carrots that come that with the good. maple mustard glaze and turmeric cashews. The maple mustard vinaigrette is, is really amazing. Good. A cucumber and olive salad, uh, a cashew slaw. That that's the that was the other one where I was thinking of of getting that was the cashew slaw. And then and then uh, Coda Farms steamed brown rice. Yeah, which but we we did get a special salad only created for goop rotisserie, which is um, the little gem Caesar salad, which was again, really good. It was so good. The dressing. The dressing, they made a non-dairy Caesar dressing, which, wait, so non-dairy, oh, maybe it does have anchovy in it. If it's just non-dairy, it doesn't say vegan. Oh, okay. probably. And it could still have egg in it too, I think. Oh yeah. I always, I always forget day, eggs aren't dairy. Okay. So it was just, it's just Caesar dressing. <laughs> Cause I think that might be true. Well, maybe they don't put Parmesan in the dressing. Did they normally? Oh yeah. Cause it said or? you had to buy Parmesan on the side extra. 
It's just a way to get you, man, this Parmesan racket, sorry, another, I'm going to digress a little bit again, which I keep doing, but like, have you noticed that at whole foods, which I promise you, I'm not going to whole foods all the time. They sell those like huge chunks of Parmesan. And -hmm. then now when they sell it, they have the rinds cut off and you have to buy the Parmesan rinds separate in like these little clamshell. Oh, really? Yes. To make like your stock or something with yeah, the it's because they, they figured out people were using it to make like sauces and stuff, and they were like, Oh, well, you can't have something for free that you might want that is with another thing that you're paying for. So they cut it off and now they sell them separately. That's fucked up. I just I mean that I, is so gross to me. I buy all of my parmesan from Costco because you get like you you know the real Italian Parmigiano Reggiano for I mean, it's like $12 for a chunk that lasts for like six months for me. I can't set foot in a Costco. It makes me want to be not with us <laughs> anymore. World anymore. I love it. I love it because it's so, it's so welcoming for my new right-wing paleo lifestyle. Yeah. But it's, it's like, that, you can find that stuff anywhere. Yeah. But not in the tubs, the size of your face. Like I got, I got my, I got my grass-fed ghee. $20 for God knows how long this ghee is going to last. Um, a thing of avocado oil, which I'm sure will last for the rest of my life. Um, my collagen peptides, of course, which again, will last for years. It's just great. I love it. Yeah. I, um, well, it's just like, I never need that much stuff. Like it's always like such big quantities. Mm-hmm. I don't know. No, I got it. I got it. And then you have to pay just to go. Yeah, it's like, you know, $50 a year. I also live like three blocks away from a Costco. So it would, it's just like, it's literally the closest grocery store to my house. Yeah. Um, and now that the pandemic is over, I go, cause I would, that was one place where I was a little like sketched out because it gets so crowded in there. Yeah. But now, cause I, so I only went like a few times in the past year or two, but now, we're going like at least like monthly again. Why do you need to go there every month? I, I don't know. There's just different things like my paleo bars. <laughs> um, I mean, I get like all, you know, like coconut water and seltzer there. Cause you get like a giant pallet of, of LaCroix for like $8 that, you know, is so cheap. Not like huge things. Um, I sort of stopped drinking booze during the week, but like I would buy my booze there. Um, eh, you know, drinks occasionally, occasionally they'll have, uh, organic chicken breast or chicken thighs, except they haven't really had those lately. So I've been looking for them, but I haven't bought cause I refuse to buy non-organic meat now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. all right. Yeah. Well, I good for you. Um, is that it? like, what else is there to say? Yeah. I would just say you can't go wrong with anything definitely get extra sauces even if it seems like too much sauce just do and you it. want to have the leftovers you want to put I, it on yeah stuff. i wonder do they buy bigger or do they sell bigger quantities of those sauces? i was just looking at that yeah. i think they do because i know you can buy well you used to be able to buy the sauces and the salad dressings in like separate jars yeah but then i didn't see that i think that might be on the regular goop kitchen menu rather than goop rotisserie i don't know See, but like, that's also I, verde well i would have to check to see what the seed oil status is but if it 
is using olive oil or whatever, I would buy like a gallon of it. They moved the time up for Goop Rotisserie. Now it opens at 3 p.m. Look at that. I guess it's Maybe popular. they were leaving money on the table. I was so paranoid when we were going to order that. Cause you know how it said like a limited number of chickens every night. Yeah. So I was like, Oh God, I hope if I, I hope I don't miss the boat. If I like order at five 30 instead of right at four. But oh yeah. It was fine. I I bet, I, yeah. It's yeah, probably I wouldn't mostly worry about like it. marketing. Yeah. See now they have side sauces and side dressings. Interesting. But not salsa verde. And I found a salsa verde recipe on the Goop site, but that is does not seem like the same salsa verde that is served at Goop Kitchen. But I want to buy a bottle, really want a bottle of their maple mustard vinaigrette, Ooh, which is yeah. the best salad dressing, but it is, I think it's just good because it's like, just like maple syrup. Yeah really good though anyway. um but yeah it was good and like definitely order it on the website make an account get your points mm -hmm. i'm already a gold member i will soon be a platinum member and then after that onto the onyx black card let's see what is my i mean I'm jealous. Oh yeah. You have way more points than me, but I order from it all the time. Yeah, I also, feel like I've only ordered from it twice. I got so much, cause I think I ordered so much food and it was during like a double point promo thing. So I think I just, I think I just got really lucky. Yeah. Cause I also, I think I like order from like Postmates or something sometimes. Oh like, yeah. To log in. Yeah. I, 912 points oh wow you're far 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 from gold membership yeah sad <laughs> i am far but i feel like i get it more than you oh, oh well, you get it way more than you i only get it when i'm coming to your house because they i mean i'll get it more once they open in my neighborhood but yeah see how long that takes we'll see all right on to the next the worst of the week oh yeah this what it even was my worst of the week Oh yeah, this is like goop adjacent. Um, someone that only I talk about, but I want to know if other people care about this or not. Does and do the people who listen to this podcast care about Melissa Hart Urban, formerly Hartwig? I do because I do, and I think I've talked about it before. So Melissa is the founder of Whole Thirty. I've obviously been obsessed with her since about two thousand and fifteen. And she is, has been slowly pivoting into like a just general, kind of like her own version of a Glennon Doyle type, like just a, a self-help guru. She has this newsletter that she sends out, which of course I subscribe to. I never take her advice and I hate it. I don't know why I read these. I don't, I know, I'll never know what it is in myself that like, reads these things but is like super judgmental about it and hates it i'll hey, never I subscribe know. to the vagenda so i hear you but it's not it's different it's like the vagenda is like you hate jen gunter like you just like she's your enemy <laughs> melissa is like my frenemy sure and goop and gwyneth is my friend does that make sense i know i get it i get it i get it 
like Gwyneth Paltrow, I genuinely love. Goob, I genuinely love. Whole 30 is, see, like, because the other side of the paleo thing, which like touches what you're talking about, in addition to the right wing conservative paleo people, there's also just like a very like suburban kind of like basic paleo. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're linked, you know, they're together. They, oh yeah. Yeah. They go together. But, um, I think that's kind of what whole 30 is. It's like a little bit more accessible. It's like the paleo it's like for the people <laughs> and, um, I've just, I don't know. Don't ask me why I'll, she's very like, um, you know, inclusive and like very like liberal and stuff, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, she's not like one of these deranged people who does paleo. Anyway, my point is she has a new book that's coming out and it is not about food at all, which I find offensive. It's about, <laughs> sex. sorry. It's about sex. No, sorry. Perfect. Hey. Uh-oh. Sorry, my dog was barking. And also, if I yell at my dog like that, I'm not abusing him. You have to talk to them like low. Oh, yeah. You have to show him who's boss. Yeah. Um, it's about setting boundaries. Oh. Which I'm not interested in. And I don't get it. But I'm like, it's like, you know, when someone is like famous and everything they do, it's she's like Kim Kardashian to me or something where it's like, it doesn't have to be um, like spectacular. It doesn't even have to be interesting. Just the fact that she's doing it makes me obsessed with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, I totally get that. You know what I mean? So I'm like, why is she writing this boundaries book? So this is my worst. Um, I don't, I don't like her making a departure into just like full blown self-help like, okay. If she wants to kind of blend the line between like, I'm a nutrition expert and which is like also like a self-appointed expert, I believe. Like, I don't think she's not like a doctor or anything or she doesn't have, I don't know what she's just like a cross. She's from CrossFit. Does um, she just think that the food stuff has sort of come to the end of the road? There's not much more she can say about it. So she's like, I, I need to, I need to pivot to something else. I think so. And I think she's like expanding, like she's obviously been looking for something like she had the sex thing. She, and then she has this boundaries thing, which she's been doing on Instagram for a really long time. It's also a really smart idea because um, it's kind of like an advice book. So it's juicy. You know, like she'll say, like, let me help you set a boundary, like on Instagram and people will type in like a problem that they're having with like, you know, their mother-in-law or their boss or something. And then it's like there, it's good because there's like a little bit of drama. So you'll like, I'll read them because it's like fun reading. It's like, oh, like her mother-in-law did that. Well, what's Melissa going to say? And then like, Melissa doesn't like give you she just like tells you how to tell the person to like fuck off basically. Yeah. I mean, what else, what is there to say? If so, you want to set a boundary, you say, Hey, like actually, you know, I'm good on my own. I don't really need your input on this. Like what else is there to say really? She gives you like three ways of doing it. There's like a green, red, yellow, and red type of boundary. So she'll, and she has like scripts for like, here's how you set a boundary nicely. 
here's how you're like a little more firm and here's how you like really are intense about it. Huh. I guess that doesn't really pop up in my life very often where I need to do that. I think boundary stuff is getting out of hand to be perfectly honest. And like people need like actually less boundaries and they need to be more get over themselves. Yeah. It's more communicative and cooperative and, and empathetic towards people. If I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, I guess that there's a point where there's certain people in your life or certain things that you're just like, I need to comp, but I don't, maybe whenever that happens to me, I just sort of like stop responding and hope that it stops. I don't really know what else. I mean, I it's like these weird situations, like one of them I remember. And I remember like thinking it was like kind of shitty. It was like this girl was like, I have a kid now. And so like, I don't want to celebrate mother's day with my mom. And like, I don't want to see my mom on mother's day because it's all about me now. <laughs> and like, what? I'm the one <laughs> with the baby and like, I'm the one who needs the time off. And That's like, psychotic. I don't know. Like yeah, literally like, have a celebration with the mom, the grandma and the kid. Like it's, what are you talking about? Well, it's like, it's not actually just about you because you're not the only, it's like, no, it's not like, what is wrong with these people? And to me, I'm just like, okay, well just get over yourself and stop. Yeah. <laughs> but apparently, you know, Melissa helped her set a boundary with her mother. That's so mean to the mom. I know. And it's like, well, you know, when, what are you going to do when your kid yeah, that's is an adult? God. And you don't have your mom anymore. Like, are you going to just it and say like oh that's okay she wants to be with her family and i'm not so the mom mom now is just abandoned and alone on mother's day yeah she's like it's not about you anymore it's about me because i'm the one with little kids oh i would go march right down to my accountant or my lawyer and change the will if that happened change the will i know i'm like instantly not even no no conversation just change the will and it's like i set a boundary too yeah set a boundary fuck you're getting nothing yeah. You and your kids will fucking be out on the street. See if I care. I'll be dead. <laughs> See, that was my, that was how I felt about yeah. it. Oh, complete. I, that actually infuriates me even yeah. hearing that story. Oh my God. Cause it infuriates I, me too. I haven't actually celebrated mother's day with my mom in a long time. Cause I'm sort of never in the same city as her. Um, but because my cousin's graduating from college this coming weekend, uh, and having a graduation party, I'm coming up for that. And I'm like, Oh, I'll stick around for mother's day. Yeah, And so I'm having Mother's Day with my mom and my sister, who is also a mom. And it's like very normal and low stress. Like, what is the issue? It should be normal and low stress. <laughs> it shouldn't be a big deal. It's like, okay, maybe you have like deeper issues with your mom, I guess. But like, I don't know. It's also like there are people who would kill to celebrate Mother's Day with their mom. It's just yeah. so, it just feels so like selfish and like yeah. weird. And like, it's like, well, I'm done. Or she, there was like some gross part of it where she was like, she had all of these mother's days and this is, and I've never had one or something like that. Like, I don't know. Like, so she's not your mom anymore. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. But now that I think about it, when I was a kid, I don't think we celebrated mother's day with my grandma. Well, there you go. I wonder what happened there. (laughs) Maybe. Yeah. You know, and actually now that I think about it, I didn't either. I don't think Mother's Day was like as I feel like it's like another one of these sort of corporate holidays that like every holiday has become like a huge fucking thing. Especially for women of our grandmother's generation. I bet they didn't even like care about Mother's Day at all. Well, I mean, it's like a bullshit holiday. 
but uh, well, we're on our on Mother's Day, I'm gonna not only celebrate with my mom and my sister, but I'm gonna call the spirits of our ancestors and mothers of previous generations, and we're all gonna celebrate together from this world and beyond. See, that is beautiful. I'm gonna <laughs> do that too. Yeah, no, I never saw my grandma. And mother. I don't know. Maybe I did. I don't. Well, really- my, yeah, my mom and my grandma had like a complicated relationship, so. Yeah, my mom and my grandma were close, but I'm sure I, I probably saw them. I just don't remember. Uh, okie doke. My worst, and uh, so yeah, my worst is just having to wa- look at these fucking piles of meat on my Twitter feed every day now. I know, and then like now we all have. To- <laughs> and now we all. Well, I want to share them with you guys. Uh, it's my own fault. I realize for for following. And I really just follow pseudo disrespector, healthy oil respecter, and magnesium poppy. I might also follow the CEO of Primal Foods now that I think about it. Mm. Anyway, but it's all these like these weird, broy like fitness personal trainer, inspirational. They're like into crypto, but they're into the gym and they're into like real estate. They're into all these mm-hmm. things, and they eat this disgusting diet. So like, if you want to be a carnivore, I mean, check out our Instagram feed. I think it's funny. If you guys think it's gross, maybe I'll stop doing it. Maybe I won't. Um, but every day they, and also like, I don't believe them because they're not, they say that they claim, they, they claim to eat like a whole ribeye for like every meal plus like six to eight eggs. Plus the new thing that they all like to do is um, cause they think liver is really good for you, but they don't want to actually, cause liver is sort of gross, especially if you eat it raw. So they um, cut up the liver in little pieces and freeze them. And then they just call them liver pills and they just swallow them whole. See, that's like where it gets really dark for me like when the food is like so disgusting you can't even eat it and you have to just take it as a medicine it's like this is not how you should be living your life yeah uh so now healthy oil respecter who i always thought of as like a moderate in this space Mm. so you only think that because oh she's the wife of the guy that got the vaccine yeah yeah she's all they're all vaccinated but they, I think they're trying to obviously cultivate this like right-wing fan base. So they've been doing all these like Pepe memes, they, but you can tell that their hearts, they don't really get it. Like they're very, they're probably like around my age. They're like geriatric millennial trying to like ape this sort of Gen Z right-wing Pepe meme culture. Which is like kind of over. Yeah. And so she said, um, oh, and they like to use all of this old English language because I think it is like yes. also ancestral, linguistically ancestral, just like, like the diet. So white supremacist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they all say that they're, and they don't eat stuff or chew stuff. They slonk it. Cause I guess slonking is an old English term that means to swallow greedily. So she's like, you know, slonked eight eggs. I'm slonking this liver. It's just gross. The whole thing's gross. They look disgusting. They have like pal, like pallid skin sickly they look sick i mean i'm sorry but like i we i also think sometimes like no offense but like sometimes like vegans also have like not the best skin tone depend i mean i think you on to be honest i think you can have a very healthy diet like on a vegan diet i think you can be very healthy eating meat i think it really sort of depends on what you eat but um for the most part both these carnivores and these vegans 
look disgusting? Well, yeah, I mean, I sort of feel like you need to uh, eat just like a balanced diet. I yeah, don't know. it's not that complicated. I mean, it is complicated. It's harder than it seems, but it's not that complicated. I think that there's this like brain problem that we have, especially living in this like disgustingly abundant society where like you really can eat whatever you want, whenever you want, you can have any diet you choose. It's like people talk about things being unnatural and like, that's the most unnatural, like having ready access to food all, all the time and being able to be that selective about what your diet is, is like, the greatest privilege afforded to like any living creature on the planet in like the history of mankind. And like, it, it's still not afforded to everyone, but like for those who it is like, we completely take it for granted. Um, and then to like, look at these like health problems that happen and decide like, oh, we're eating too much of this and it's causing X health problem. So the answer is to just not only completely omit that, but then like focus on whatever you've decided is like the opposite of that and like over consume that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is like, that's just like a weird like um like pseudo religious belief that people have about what they're eating you know totally. what i mean like there's no and we and people do it with everything like they'll do it with corn gluten meat dairy like they'll do it with whatever they've decided is killing them slowly and um it's like do whatever you want i guess you can but you know what i say just stop eating something <laughs> No, I mean, I do think that that's like true for most people. Most people eat way too much. I sure, I'm sure I do. Uh, and I think you just, I mean, so much of it is like, it is weird just how much of these people's ideology gets wrapped up in their diet. Like, I think that obviously happens on like every, on every side of the political spectrum and every diet, but, um, but yeah, I don't know. Like diet really has very little to do with your morality as a person it's more i don't know you have to i i still believe in the intuitive eating trust your body what does your body want how much does your body want to eat it's hard to do but i think that's like the the way to do it really i'm on the fence about intuitive eating too i don't know about it i kind of think intuitive eating is also bullshit it's yeah i don't know because intuitive eating is like um, I mean, I've watched like tutorials of like girls doing intuitive eating on TikTok and it doesn't seem very intuitive to me. They're like, okay, so for now I'm going to sit down and I'm going to say like, do I want this bite of salad? And then yeah, that's not, that's not intuitive. That's like disordered. Yeah. Uh, I think that, I mean, I'm sure because so many people have written books about intuitive eating, they're making it more complicated than this. I really think it's just like, eat when you're hungry stop when you're full I also feel like these intuitive eating people are like another scam which sorry but it's like these thin white fucking nutritionists on TikTok who are like 30 year old women who have never had a weight problem or a health problem and they're like 
oh yeah. And maybe they used to like rest- overly restrict their calories. Okay. I get that. That's annoying. That's hard and it can be dangerous. Okay. They like overly restricted their calories. And so like they look at the world as like a place where everybody is overly restricting their calories, which just is not the problem for most Americans. <laughs> like that yeah. they're, it's just not. And they make their entire brand, like you should be eating whatever you want. Don't diet, don't restrict, like don't pay attention to what you're eating and just like do anything. And like, that's the actual way to health. And it's like, maybe for you, but like not for most people right now. Yeah. But I think the people that would respond to their videos and stuff are mostly people like them. I mean, I don't think they're, they're, yeah, they're not talking to like your sort of person who's struggling with like obesity or, or. Well, I, I don't know that that's true. I think they are. I think they are talking to people who struggle with obesity and like, I feel like that's fucked up too. Yeah. It's all fucked up and we're probably adding to the problem by talking about Oh, we so obviously are, but I feel like we're like the ultimate, you know, we're Heter- heterodox. <laughs> well, we're heterodox victims of diet culture. Yeah. That's what you come to keep yourself for. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to be at the heterodox college oh or whatever. <laughs> With Jesse Single and Katie Herzog. Yeah. Talking about uh, Prolon. Kill me. Um, Okay. Uh, okay. What was your craziest or your saddest? Oh, I, I, I fucked up and already talked about this, which is just that, like, I think I should have just started Prolon last week. I wanted to do it, but I made myself wait. Well, no, it's a blessing because we got to eat goop rotisserie. That's true. I got to eat goop, eat goop rotisserie. I got to have like three, like, really big rosés last night Mm-mm-mm. oh that wine you served things. us the other night was really good what was that a, a chardonnay oh i think that was a sauvignon blanc it oh, was um yeah i got it at the i didn't get it at 7-eleven but i did get it at the liquor store across the street oh, that's good so Fooled me. it's pretty good yeah i thought it was good um i can't remember what it was uh so yeah i kind of wish i had already started it i feel like can you do it every three weeks? I don't know. That seems like a lot. But it's like, I'm also trying to track it so that like, because I think that my appetite goes up the week before my period, Mm. which is normal, Mm -hmm. but I'm trying to, but my period is so irregular and I want to do it like not the week of my period or the week right before, but it's like, I don't, I never know when that's going to happen. So I'm just kind of like, you know, winging it. I should probably redo do it ever. I should do it the week after my period and do that every month. Well, I already do it every month. Yeah, I guess. Well, it's my fourth month, your fourth month, but the rest of them, you've just been doing it on your own. Yeah, I did my, my, but you said you don't think that you save that much money by doing the full on. I spent the exact same amount of money doing it. It's $150 to go to well, it depends on what you do. So like if you do, if you're just having like Pacific soups and Mary's crackers, then yeah, I guess you're probably going to spend a little bit less money. But if you are like going and doing like, you know, I had like my little greens powder, my coconut yogurt, my like whole thing that I made up. Oh, it adds up. It was 150 bucks. 
which is the same as my box of pro on here. And I didn't even get a water bottle. It's crazy. Like how much money we also like, I have my collagen peptides, my goat kefir, my green juice, my grain-free granola. And that's just fucking breakfast. And then it's like, oh, it's too much. I need to simplify. Maybe I should yes. do Prolon. You I would should. die. Everybody should. I love Prolon. I would go insane. Yeah, I don't think it's for you, actually. No, I don't think it's for me. I can't even skip a meal. I know. Um, all right. My saddest. This is just like, oh, God. I, I want to be empathetic because I do think that it's real. But I also am like, do we really need a whole fucking club and website for this shit? It's the, have you experienced medical gaslighting? Yeah, I saw that. But then I thought we talked about it last week. So I was like, what's this? Oh, wait, did we? I swear to God, we did. We talked. Oh, my God. I'm being gaslit by them or myself. (laughs) I really remembered talking about this last week. I'm sure we've talked about. I don't think we've talked about this specifically. I think I think we've talked because, okay, this is Erica Chidi, who is like the other, you know, the other co-host of the Goop podcast when Gwyneth doesn't want to do it. Um, She started this organization called Loom, which is a reproductive health education platform which to me, there's like videos and stuff that you can sign up for, but it really seems just like a glorified web MD. That's like, you type in your symptoms and it tells you what's wrong with you. Yeah. And like, I do agree with her. So she's talking about medical gaslighting, basically people specifically marginalized people. So, uh, women of color, LGBT people that go into their doctors and have expressed their symptoms and their doctors are like, eh, don't worry about it. It's nothing. And sort of send them on their way. And I do a hundred percent believe that that happens, but I don't know that the solution to this is charging people like $12 a month for basically what amounts to WebMD that is quote unquote trauma focused. Um, Yeah, it's too much. I mean, like that's more trauma, right? Like I can't like just you're being abused. So you need to pay is like not like and it, it's yeah. more stressful than it's and it, it's just contributing to like the divide between the medical community and the public which i agree you know well i mean doc- that's kind of what we do here yeah that's what we do here too um. <laughs> but well we're like we said we're heterodox but <laughs> but um are we really I mean, I don't know what that means, really. I don't really know what it means. I thought it meant being like a libertarian, but I thought it just meant like you can't be like pigeonholed. You're not like you don't fall into any one ideology. I guess that's what they say, but then I feel like the people who call themselves heterodox are like all just like monster, conservative monsters, or like Republicans. Republicans, Yeah. yeah. Um, So Loom has this new thing called Symptom Checker, and it says, I mean, she literally admits is like WebMD but trauma-informed and feelings-centered. So the the language that they, this sort of, and I hate to be like, again, heterodox, but this sort of like grad school language that's like very sort of like Oberlin, um, I don't know how to say it without sounding like an asshole. Be more specific. I don't know what you're talking about. Like the sort of, oh, this is all, you know, this is trauma informed. This is feeling centered. We're going to, you know, snap our fingers instead of clapping. We're going to, what am I trying to say? It's like the, the type of things that like repulse most people. Yeah. Is like, I just feel like this is not 
probably helping the women that and other people that need this help most because it's 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 all in this language of like the super educated the super like leftist whatever people that are probably getting the best medical advice and care anyway and like I just don't know how this is helpful both to like promote it on goop and then like to have it in these in these sort of this vocabulary that seems very alienating to most people it just seems like counterintuitive and like not helpful for the people that would actually need it well yeah I just feel like um sorry I got distracted while we were talking because I I have a honey plugin on my computer that I just got. Do you know what that is? What, no, what is that? It's like a thing you get and it tells you if there's like discounts or sales whenever oh. you go to a website. And I just like went to the Goop website to like look this up and I got this like honey notification that they have stuff on sale and I immediately went crazy. But it was just um, like extra small bikini bottoms. Oh, classic um I should buy some for Dahlia yeah in case she wants to go to the beach mm-hmm. um but I didn't need them but they were like 30 bucks but they're on sale if anybody wants bikini bottoms but not tops extra small and they're only extra small up so I don't know I'm not I'm also like you know a white man so I'm probably not the best person to talk about this uh it just the the, if the language is like turning me off as like a, you know, college educated, like pretty leftist person, I feel like it's not. Well, you're college educated and like pretty leftist, but like, you're definitely not into like that whole, well, you, first of all, like anything like relating to like the vagina is not something that interests you in any way. Well, I, and then, I, like, I know, but don't pin me down as one of these gay people that are like, ew, gross. Like, I'm not like that. Okay. And Whoa, then the also, silence is deafening. No, 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 you're not. And then also, but like, also like you just don't like that kind of like, what is it? Like, what is the language? What is it? I know what you're talking about. I know, about. I don't, it's not, it's obviously not CRT. I don't mean that at all, but it's the same people that are like calling everything CRT. This is what they mean. You know? It's like woke. It's like, well, yeah, I don't, again, like, I think that this, this, this word has been completely misappropriated, but it is like what the stereotype of like woke language. And you're, and And I don't, I don't like if you (laughs) communicate, if you communicate that way and that is helpful to you, I have nothing against it. Like, I'm, I'm not like, I don't have anything against using that language. I just don't know that it's, I mean, it's similar to um, problems I had with like the, the last Bernie campaign in 2020 is like, they were using all of this 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 highfalutin grad school language that is just uh it's counterproductive for the people that they most need to reach and i similarly with loom if if she's her her mission statement is to help you know less advantaged marginalized people using this vocabulary is not going to attract them yeah that's all i mean no no you're right anyway but I would be curious next time I have a symptom, I'd be curious to go on here and see what it tells me I have. Oh, I'm actually going to go on it because did I tell you how like I've been having really bad cramps? Oh, yeah. Put it in the old uh, symptom tractor. It'll tell you um, it's caused by your trauma. 
I have to know why. And then go to the doctor and be like, I'm traumatized. Well, the doctor won't do anything. I mean, it is true. That's it's like gaslighting. My, that's like my joke or origin story about like what ha- why I like hate all male doctors and I haven't been to one since, which like I was like in excruciating pain and I was like, I need something. Like I was like unable to get out of bed with these fucking cramps that I used to get. And he like literally didn't give a flying fuck. And then said I had PCOS and was like the second doctor that I ever had who said I had PCOS. And then I told the, I went to an endocrinologist and was like, I have PCOS. And she, a woman fucking laughed at me. And she goes, everybody thinks they have PCOS. I was like, I was diagnosed by two different doctors. And she goes, you won't know that until you get a blood test ran my blood test, checked my testosterone levels. They were too low. And I was like, for me to have PCOS. Mm. And I was like, well, then you tell me what's going on because two different doctors have told me this. And what'd she say? Nothing. She was just like, uh, she was like, you don't have it. And then I was like, okay. And then I went to the gynecologist and I was like, so the endocrinologist said, I don't really have this. And she was like, trying to be nice about it. And she's like, it's like a bunch of symptoms. It's not that easy to track down. You might still have it. And I was like, look, I'm not trying to be a PCOS person. I'm just saying like, I have symptoms. Like, what do I do about it? Still no answers. So. Oh, that's infuriating. It is infuriating. So I feel like the loom, maybe I need it. I think you need loom. I think you're a right candidate. So if you, you can go on symptom tracker for free, or you can pay $12 a month to watch videos. Well, it's like its I'm own little streaming service. I mean, I already pay like $150 a month for my health insurance. Uh, that's a good deal. It's a very good deal. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, what are you going to do? Maybe you have um, endometriosis. Yeah, that's a good point, right? <laughs> <laughs> I probably do. Uh, one of my favorite tennis players had it and she got surgery for it and now she's number six in the world what if i got surgery for it and then became like an amazing tennis player <laughs> um i don't think i have that actually um but still okay uh all right what would you try i liked these brunch cocktails they all did look really good they looked they? so good i didn't really click through and read what any of them actually were but i still like the look of them I. Yeah, I'm having like a little picnic on Mother's Day and I'm wondering if I can maybe make a little carafe of one of these things. You should and put it in like a, you know, sneaky container. Um, Wait, are you, where are you going? The bank? Oh, wait, sorry. I mean, the park. Holy shit. I just read. Can you edit that out? The beach. (laughs) I'm having a picnic at the bank. Remember yesterday or when you came on Wednesday and I was like, I have like, early onset dementia or something like I'm scared. And I was like, twice I walked into um, the room and forgot what I was doing. And you had just now I was like opening goop and I opened my email and I had a thing from a bank and I just said bank. And then didn't you ask me like, instead of, because you had chicken on the brain, you were like, Oh, how's your chicken or something? Yes. I said chicken. I was like, for some reason, yeah, I said, like, how is your chicken? I, and I was talking about something completely different. Yeah, you were talking about wine or something. And you just said, how's your chicken? And I looked at you like, what is going on? Don't you think that there's something wrong with me? So, well, you have you have a lot of cramps. You have obviously a brain fog. Brain fog. I think you have 
I don't know, thyroid hormone imbalance. Um, uh, it's not good, whatever it is. Yeah, I don't know. I think you got to get on Loom stat. Fuck. Erica Chidi will save you. Someone has to. Um, let's look at these. Yeah, the one, oh, it's the one that I really want to make. I just love the name of it is the Pink Guzzler. Mm. And it says, might be the most refreshing cocktail we've ever tried. It's, um, let's see. Oh, it's, okay, it's tequila. Oh yeah, this is, oh, this is so good. Okay, it's tequila and watermelon juice with um, cayenne pepper, lime, a little salt and sugar. It looks, I'm gonna, oh, I wanna make this. Oh, it's from Jack's wife, Frida which was like a fancy, cool vegan restaurant in New York. Yeah. They, Goop is upset. Goop has um, recipes from that. Oh, this brunch menu features cups that I own. Oh, fun. Um, yeah, I oh, think wait, Jack's wife's Frida thing. is like right by the um, the Goop offices in New York. So they probably just always go there. I was it. Yeah, the pink guzzler lemon verbana the lemonade looks really good mm -hmm. the melon mimosa is exciting as well i mean these are all good even the garden punch with chili salt or the homemade bloody mary mix which frankly i would never ever ever do but that's I crazy to like because you're like slow roasting tomatoes to make a bloody mary mix it's i mean that's to me that much. feels like alcoholism <laughs> yeah you have to like create a whole weekend over getting wasted yeah. Um, and then they have non-alcoholic drink. They have like a rooibos almond latte, cardamom date coffee, ginger turmeric latte. It's a real good uh, potpourri of brunch. It's a good mix. It's all works. Yeah. Um, the thing I would try is actually also on this list. It's the, uh, this recipe has been around the block a little while, but it's the, um, the recipe for the grain-free granola. Yeah. Yeah. That sure has been around. I spend so much fucking money on this grain-free granola. I need to like figure out a way to do it myself. How much grain-free granola are you consuming? Not, I guess not that much. I buy eh, every like two to three weeks, I'll buy a pack of it and it's like $8. I mean, it's not that much, but it seems like it would be cheaper if I just made it. Yeah. Because I alternate between my grain-free granola and my grain-heavy Ezekiel um, grape nuts thing, which I love. That's also... Itself. Isn't that also grain-free? No, it's all like millet and barley. It has like soy. It's like it seven like... grains. It's like grain, extra grain. I have that too. I've had the same box of that for like since January. Really? I go yeah. through it so quickly. No, not me. But I just put a little bit. I don't have it every day, obviously. Um, but what was I going to say? I don't know. Nothing. Um, I have no idea what I was going to say. No, Obviously, the grain free granola, it's, I mean, it's pecans, walnuts, hemp seeds, flax seeds, pepitas, and then you mix it with coconut oil, cinnamon, salt, ground cloves, preheat the oven to 350, and then you pop it in for five to 10 minutes. So it's super easy. It's easy. It's just, so um, really it's, no a like, it's a lot of nuts. It's a lot of nuts. You have to go, no, my, the, the Glendale Whole Foods now fucking because of the pandemic, but I know they just did it to screw with us. They yeah. got rid of most of their bulk bin stuff. Cause I know people like me were buying the like um fancy organic grains and like labeling them you know the cheapo ones yeah and I, and I think they caught on to that so now they only have the organic ones in the in the um bulk bin and they only have a few it's like rice oats and that's it like 
nuts are gone. It's all, it's so fucked up. I Maybe think they're like, all getting rid of it. I, I think the one here also doesn't have the really. Um, yeah. So I was thinking, maybe I have to go back to like. I feel like Lassen's still has like the classic bulk bin. <sighs> I don't know. Lassen's is even more expensive. I mean, Lassen's yeah. is like Air One prices, but I like, think Lassen's is more expensive than Air One, and it's way lower quality. <laughs> it's gross. Um, because Air, I don't even think Erewhon has the bulk because they sell everything in like those glass mason jars. Yeah, they're too. They're not going to let you do bulk at Erewhon. <laughs> they're going to get every red cent out of you. I wish. Why doesn't LA have like a good old fashioned food co-op? We used to have a great one called Quinn's when I was a kid. It was in, I, you know, where the Gelson's is in um, West Hollywood. Yeah. It used to be in there. Okay. And it was like the best health food store. That was where we used to go, but they're long gone. It sucks. I mean, I used to belong to the Park Slope Food Co-op in Brooklyn and it was cool. You just had to work like three hours a month. Oh, I guess it wasn't like that. You didn't have to like work there. It was just like an oh, independent no. health food store. Oh yeah. No, I'm talking about like a co-op. Oh, Activist, I would never. Communist. Oh, it's so cool. You um, had to work at the grocery store to go yeah, to it? Just one shift a month. Yeah. And, and you did uh, that? Yeah. What did you do? I would just um, stock things usually. Uh, I never learned like the the cash register. Yeah, I would mostly just like stock things. And, and everybody like, who went there worked there? Yep. It's the biggest, I think it's the biggest food co-op in the country. Yeah, it's like thousands of people belong to it. I guess I never realized that if, I guess I thought you just like paid dues or something. I never realized you like- I think some of them you paid dues, them. but this one was like, cause this is like the, it was like from the seventies and they were really strict. I had to actually, you know, what's funny is I stopped belonging to it because um, when I, when my appendix burst and I was in the hospital, mm. I missed my shift. And if you miss your shift, they like, it's very punitive. Like you have to make up two sessions and then if you missed what, two, you were in the hospital. Yeah, I guess I probably could have gotten a doctor's note, but I was like, it's too complicated. Jesus Christ. See, no, I'm no. It was I, really, it was like very hardcore, like Maoist. Okay. That's see, it's just not for me. It's just not yeah, my no, thing. <laughs> you were in the fucking hot. I'm sure if you just call, you couldn't just call and say, like, I oh, had I'm to have, I think I had to have like a like a doctor's note and I had to go see like the like you, there was like upstairs where there was like the scary offices of the people that ran it and you had to like make an appointment and like plead your case. And what did you get in return? I probably got two, $2 off, uh, you know, some granola. But the people watching there is unparalleled. It's like truly the most psychotic people you'll ever see. Yeah, it sounds great. I loved it. Wait, what was it called? It's just called the Park Slope Food Co-op. I lived just a few blocks away from it. So it was like, it was just cool. It sounds really cool. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I would, um, I would totally join something like that if they had it. I would not. I'm just searching for community. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I have my community, like people who do pro on, like yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, like, I'm, like how much community do I, do I need? <laughs> uh, all right. What would you buy? Just the ceramic thing for your oh, car. Yeah. That's cool. I would buy. Oh, they have. I didn't know about. There's like a TikTok trend of skincare that's like slathering petroleum jelly on your face. Oh, really? Did you hear about this? It's called slugging your skin. That sounds like what the uh, liver people. That's slug. This is slug. I'm, I'm sure it's the same people. 
I've never heard of it. Goop claims that this is a TikTok trend, but they want to obviously make it clean and not have um, all of the uh, the crude oil production byproducts and the dangerous contaminants, including a group of carcinogens called polycyclic aromatic hydrocarbons that um, Vaseline has. That sounds bad. I would slug my skin. So this is like basically after you do everything, you're putting on this extra layer of thing to like seal everything in. And well, that's um, like the that's like the thinking behind using face oil too. Yeah. So this one, it's like it says rich yet okay for oily skin, and it's um, called the Rose Hip Smoothie by Tamara Dutta, mm-hmm. and it's a face balm, and it's one hundred and fifty dollars. Mm. I do, I do slug my skin with um, oil, oil of Olay collagen cream, which was, I only bought it because it was like the one nice looking thing at CVS that wasn't behind the fucking glass wall. So I didn't have to like call someone over. I slug my skin with sea buckthorn oil That's a good one. Um, at night. I feel like I'm good. I feel like my skincare routine is like, I think I got it down. I don't need anything right now. I mean, I I actually do need stuff, but it's like replacements for things that I already, like, I don't, I'm not looking for new additions. We're not taking applications right now. We are all staffed up. All of my Um, uh, internet friends are doing the, um, there's a guy called man. I think I told you man with a van that makes um, lotion out of beef tallow. And that's all they use. I would it's, never do that. It's a guy that literally lives in his van. And it's just like beef fat. It's just, like I think it's just a tub of beef tallow and it's for your skin. These people need to relax with the animal protein. Like it's disgusting. Like, so in, in addition to like eating it, swallowing it like medicine, and then they just like rub it all over their skin. Like it's a fucking cow carcass. Yeah. Yeah. You like, want to turn yourself into a cow carcass. Their dream is probably to like how the end of midsummer he like got sewn up into a bear. They just want to like, get if, sewn up into a cow. I bet you if you offered to sew him up into a cow, they would do it. I'm sure. It's Beautiful. disturbing. It is weird. I hate this diet, although I do understand the appeal of like the low carb thing. Yeah, it's just the f- fixation on beef is so weird because it's like they they claim that it's for health reasons because they're a ruminant and the you know the fat profile of 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 beef is better it's more saturated it's less polyunsaturated than chicken or pork or whatever and because the cows will eat grass and stuff so they claim that it's like for but it, i really do think it's this sort of macho like beef is the manliest meat so this is what we're gonna eat that's what's well really yeah but it's also like <laughs> i mean it's the most like abundant source of protein in the country like it's the easiest thing to get i mean i guess chicken would also be as yeah easy. chicken like i mean beef is more for the two i guess i never i mean, never even think about eating beef like i guess most like, do people eat beef like regularly i guess these people do well yeah i mean like you know like hamburgers and stuff are like american staple Ooh, foods yeah and, like, disgusting people you will you follow the beef but so you follow them but you don't just turning me off from beef even more so what do you what of these people's diet do you emulate the anti-seed oil but you don't do the high protein stuff 
no 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 i i you know i try to eat um you know mostly whole grains uh but i i do eat like a nice you know good bread from the farmer's market and stuff i don't really do anything i just i'm trying not to eat like no fast food like very little fried food very little processed food and then just like eat eat lovely little meals that i make for myself that's all i care about well that's nice yeah anyway all right my brain is Mine is fried and it has been for, I mean, I obviously have barely been able to keep up with this conversation for the last 20 minutes. Like I need to go put my head down. I need like, you need your, um, I need, I think I need another big gulp, honestly. Oh yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, thanks for listening. Um, you know, uh, join our Patreon if you want. We have fun stuff there. Um, yeah. Yeah. All right. Bye. Okay, bye. Thanks for listening. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.